Hey out there to all people and corporate recruiters. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that built model spaceships out of meatloaf, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? All the time, man. I'm like that kid from um, from A Christmas Story that just plays with his mashed potatoes. That's me. Don't play with your food, Cortland. That's what little piggies do. Are you a little piggy? Oh my piggy? god. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love that movie. <laughs> me too, right? I love it. I, I actually got it one time. I asked for it specifically um, for for Christmas, so I got the VHS for it for Christmas one year for Christmas. It was great. And this was before they did the 24-hour marathons, when you could just watch it all yeah, day? Yeah, so the the thing is, is that the 24-hour marathon started up like the next year, and I was like, this is useless now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they do those anymore. It's not like anybody has cable, though. Oh, so. really? Well, I wouldn't know, because I don't watch TV. <sighs> Sack of shit, Brandon. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> I ruined TV, and I also ruined Netflix. Apparently, because you did, yeah. And that, you know, it's going down the drain. You're the reason why there's there's not a 24 hour uh, Christmas Christmas story on anymore on TBS or whatever it was on. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks a lot. Well, sorry. Sorry. Right. Anyway, how has your week been? Uh, you know what? This week is uh, the first time that I mowed the grass. And I couldn't get my tractor started, so it, first of all, it sucked. Uh, I had to mow it by a push mower. But you know what? My son's a little bit older now, so he can help. So we kind of like family style mowed the grass and got like five damn bags out of it. And the whole time I was like, I wonder if Brandon has to mow the grass year round. So do you? No. Really? Once it gets cold here, like oh, okay. it gets cold enough that the grass ain't growing. Uh, the grass is like, oh, it's... 50 degrees out i can't grow anymore yeah it's only 65 (laughs) baby stuff but anyway it snows here and you know i don't (laughs) don't worry about the grass on but yeah so that was that was kind of like the highlight of my week i gotta say (laughs) kind of a boring week i mowed the grass how about you brandon did you do anything sweet this week no i didn't do anything that exciting i should mow the grass that's stupid i mean it is point grass is dumb I do, okay, when I mow the grass, though, I kind of get a little bit excited. This is, by the way, just like when I'm on my tractor, because riding tractors is fun. But uh, that's usually when I listen to podcasts, so, like, Mm. I get excited to listen to a podcast while I'm mowing the grass, and I didn't get to do that this time, so. I also listen to podcasts when I shovel snow. I listen to podcasts when I walk. Oh. Well, you walk all the damn time, Brandon. Yeah, I listen to podcasts all the time. You get down your bodysuit and you, you put on your helmet so that it cuts the, the wind reduction and you just power walk everywhere. I love it. I'm a pro. <laughs> I did 13,700 steps today. Get the fuck out, did you? Yes, I did. Dude, I <laughs> I struggle to hit like 7,000 steps, especially when I'm working from home. I am a, a slob. <laughs> 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 Sitting in my nice little chair, doing my little calls, beep boop beeping on the keyboard. But yeah. Yeah. Your boy be stepping. Well, did you do anything besides walking this week, Brandon? <laughs> Christ. Um oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well that's fair. You know what? It's one of those weeks. You gotta say though, it is Mother's Day over in well, is Mother's Day a different day in Australia? No. Than it I is mean, in America. It's it's in like an hour and a half. Okay. Well, be sure to tell that guy I said happy Mother's Day. Nope. Oh, <gasps> you bitch. <laughs> She's been waiting for it. It's her favorite part of Mother's Day is when I Say happy Mother's Day. That's true. When I'm 
get done recording here, I'm going to go back there and she's going to be like, did Cortland say it? <laughs> I'm going to specifically say it now. I'm going to say, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to straight up message her now. Oh, you bitch. I'm an, I know. Anyway, <laughs> so. Are you just trying to talk about anything so that you don't have to talk about the house of no return? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Oh. Just, I gotta say, I am dog-sitting right now, so if there's some yipping in the background, that is the dog and not me, okay? Sure. I'm dog-sitting, too. Alright, well, we have to, at some point, talk about the Goosebumps episode, The House of No Return. Yeah. Cortland, what did you think about it? I think this episode's only gonna be like 20 minutes, but... The uh... podcast episode? <laughs> yeah. That's shorter <laughs> than the actual episode. <laughs> we could just paraphrase and stuff. What did I think of the episode? Um, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fun a little bit. I didn't hate it, but... It's kind of forgettable, in my opinion, though. Until, like, the last maybe minute, minute and a half, I was like, mm-hmm. this feels like a part one of a story. Dude. Okay, so something I've noticed about season three is that some of the episodes kind of take a little while to, like, get to the important bit, and then the important bit is only, like, a minute. So I'm always, like, checking my watch, like, fuck, is this going to be a two-parter? Like, what is this? Yeah. Stupid. I definitely was like, wait, like, nothing's happened. Like, there's no story. Yeah. (laughs) They're not going to be able to wrap this up in three minutes. But they do, somehow, and, uh... This episode's just kind of about three jerk kids and then one cool kid, and uh, that's about it. Mm. He's cooler than them, but it's all relative. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, right. I thought he was good. I like the kid. I don't know. We should just talk about it. Yeah, Let's get the well. shit over with. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> that's exactly what people want to hear. <laughs> Let's get this shit over with. <laughs> you talking about Goosebumps as a whole? No. Like, there's no more Arl Stein. Let's get this shit over with. I mean, that is a big detracting factor. I gotta <sighs> say. How cool would it have been if he really was like the Crypt Keeper in front of every episode? Like, hey guys, this one's about some jerks. I'd be all over that. Um, We've been watching a little bit of Are You Afraid of the Dark on the watch parties for, like, if we do a two-parter, usually we'll watch the whole two-parter in one episode, and then the next week we're like, well, let's watch an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. I miss stuff like the Midnight Society. Like, I like that introduction, getting to know somebody kind of feeling, like, just like that sense of, like, continuity a little bit. I love that. I I don't want it to be, like, obviously horror anthology, you can't have that kind of stuff, so I, I like it, but... I don't know. I think every horror anthology should have a little bit of R.L. Stein in there being like, what's up, everybody? It's your boy. You know, I just want that. Yeah. It, it's a really nice, like, bookends for the episode. Yeah. And in an anthology, like, you do want some kind of continuity so that it's like, you know, this is the same show, but everything's going to be different. I did. I feel like we're just pandering around the subject of what were this podcast episodes about, but I do like, are you afraid of the dark? Because they do, you know, the midnight society bits at the beginning, but also they sprinkle in, you know, it's like actually those kids are telling the story because they sprinkle in elements of other stories, like talking about Zebo in a couple episodes, you know, just kind of bring Dr. Vink and Sardo back up. I like that kind of stuff. I wish goosebumps had a little more of it. Give me some more stylized goosebumps intro songs. Like, come on, Rana. <laughs> needs more i mean this episode does contain a tiny little something like that Hmm. but we just had like shocker on shock street that had like half the goosebumps stuff in it so i'm an insatiable monster 
I want more every time. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, Cortland, let's start at the beginning of this episode. Let's do it. All right. This episode begins at night, like most do. I'm going to stop you there, Brandon. <laughs> I love, I love that that you did. Go ahead because I know what you're gonna say. Okay, so I last week I did an interview with Alan, who was the prop master of every episode of Goosebumps. So he worked on this episode too, and he told me that I think it was in season two or like midway through season two they stopped filming at night. So previously they were filming at night. This is actually filmed during the day, which is why it looks so odd. Um, yeah. But he said it was a lot of help for not only the kids, of course, but like for the, the staff to to work on the show. So that's why it looks weird. Like, yeah, it so, is during the day. Practically, I understand why they would sh- not shoot at night. Mm-hmm. But like, it looks like shit compared to the Haunted Mask episodes or yeah. any other episode where they're filmed at night. This is day for night and it's pretty much a blue filter slapped over daylight scenes and it looks like garbage you can definitely tell it's it's, there's sunlight you can tell through the shadowing and stuff it's not it's not terrible and you know what after doing the interview with alan like i can totally forgive it and i i like that they went this route because again it's easier for the kids easier for the staff like whatever makes things easier and it doesn't look god awful it's good to go yeah like It's good that they did it, but just as, like, a pure, you know, viewer perspective, it's bad. If I was a kid, I wouldn't notice, though. No. And I I didn't. But now, as a mature, you know, cinephile that I am. As a seasoned human being, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) Points off to this one. I'm going to go on to IMDb and rate this one now. Yeah. (laughs) 0.0. All right. So we're in night time and we see a worryingly large crescent moon yeah and it's bathing an old looking mansion in light very bright light a group of three teenagers commando crawl close to the house one of the boys asks how long has he been in there and another boy responds exactly 10 minutes and 31 seconds the other boy commends the unseen fourth kid doug for his bravery and says that Danger Incorporated is going to have a new member. Right. The first guy, an Eminem wannabe looking boy named Robbie, mm-hmm. yeah. says, Hold up, he's got to stay in the house for a whole hour. The second boy, Nathan, says, Nobody has ever made it past five minutes. The third kid, a girl named Lori, who's dressed like a minion, wearing a yes, yellow shirt is. and blue overalls. <laughs> she says that he's probably in there taking a nap yes in 10 minutes i mean you know sometimes you just get sleepy Uh and haunted house haunted houses make you sleepy oh that's their charm the kids all roll over facing away from the house and nathan asks robbie for some more seeds because we now see that Robbie has brought along a grocery bag-sized sack full of sunflower seeds for some reason. Yeah, so the sunflower seeds, I thought they were going to get brought back up. Guess yes, what? I have it underlined <laughs> in my right. notes. Does in this italicized. pay off later? And the answer is no, it does not. <laughs> nope. Never again are they mentioned. Well, I think they get lost or something, but whatever. Suddenly, there's a loud bang and all the kids jump up. What was that? 
but it's just some shutters banging on a window. All right, because it's so breezy tonight. Lori has had enough of this shit and says that she isn't waiting a whole hour in front of this house. She runs up to the house to get Doug and end this whole thing, but Eminem tells her, no, he has to stay in there the whole hour. <laughs> then all three kids mention how they don't even like Doug. Oh my god, right? harsh, isn't it? Yeah, they're like, I don't even fucking like Doug, what are we doing? And they're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I hope he doesn't make it so he doesn't join our group. <laughs> yeah. They say that if he stays in there for an hour, they'll be stuck with him. Or not. You can just, so like, So the thing not. about these kids... They just like putting other kids in a haunted house and seeing what happens. Pretty much. That seems to be the entirety of their cooperation. That's kind of like the gist of this episode, really. (laughs) Yeah. Some kids like to throw kids in a dangerous situation for kicks. Yeah, just see what happens. happens. I mean, they could go, like, get a magnifying glass and burn ants or something, but no. Oh, I used to do that as a kid. I feel bad now. Did you really? I I used to do it all the time. I've only seen that in cartoons. Does it work? I used to... (laughs) Yeah, it does, yeah. I used to just take a magnifying glass and just open up my drawer, take out that magnifying glass, and go stand outside and just burn stuff. I would burn, like, my shoes and ants and uh, not uh, not ladybugs, though. I don't want to do that to a ladybug. I used to, like, hold them on my finger and pretend they were my friends. (laughs) They were your friends. <laughs> oh, man. I was lonely as a kid, I guess. <laughs> Even though I had two older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you had ladybugs. Ladybugs. The best friends. Nature's best friends. Oh, I used to love roly-polies, too. Oh, man. I used to touch them, and then they were on their ball, and I'd be like, oh, you're so cute. I love bugs. Stop when they're in my house. Stop touching me, and you're like, oh, they love me. <laughs> they're my best buddies. <laughs> Lori tells Robbie that she just wants to go in and have a little peek to see how things are going, and he relents and lets her go. Lori stealths her way up to the house, which I don't really understand why, because the house is abandoned and Uh. you don't need to sneak up to it, but whatever. And we get that old Goosebumps creeper cam of someone watching her from the windows. Lori puts her face up to the front door and tries to peek through the window, but she says that she can't see a thing. Then suddenly, a face appears at the window, and it yells, Somebody help me! Ah! Somebody help me! It's pretty bad acting (laughs) from this kid. I love it, I love it. Ah, somebody help me! (laughs) (laughs) It has its charm, for sure. He's overacting the hell out of this, I love it. We cut to commercial break, and when we come back, Homie is still yelling, saying that something is in the house and it won't let him leave and it's trying to get him. Then we cut away from the door for a second, and when we cut back, Doug is running out of the house. Yeah, so I love this. He's, we don't really get to he's see running out of the house screaming, It touched my face! Something touched my face! He yells to the other kids to stay out of the house and he fades into the horizon. I love it. Good thing, because they didn't even want him anyway. Like... He didn't have the Danger Incorporated chops. That worked out well for everyone. Especially Doc. Yeah. Except for the therapist who has to deal with this kid now. With him gone, the three kids openly mock Doug and talk about how shitty he is. (laughs) They say that no one ever lasts in the house. Lori says, thank God. Could you imagine if we had to let him into Danger Incorporated? Like it's some hot shit to be... In this dumb club. They don't do anything. Spoilers. No, this is what they do. 
This is they it. eat sunflower seeds outside of a house at day, I mean night, and <laughs> then that's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. Nathan asks the question, why do we have to let anybody in? Uh-huh. There were only three stooges. And Robbie reminds Nate that it's a corporation and they need lots of people. But like, why? Like, what good is like a whole crowd of people standing outside of the haunted house being like, it's been 40 minutes. Well, the thing that's extra bullshit about this is that they didn't have to do this. This is like a whole lonely ghost situation when Beth was trying to get, well, she wasn't, but, you know, Amanda incorporated with her friends and they were like, oh, you gotta sit in front of a haunted house and go inside and say hello. Like, you guys didn't do this. Yeah. But again, kid logic, right? More like asshole logic. The kids bemoan how there's no brave kids in this town except them, and then they're all startled by a loud bang behind them, and it's the goddamn shutters again. They use this trick like four times. The kids all start to back slowly away, but then Nathan somehow suddenly notices that a $5 bill he had in his pocket isn't there. The other kids say that it's probably back up by the house, and the line I had to work hard to get that five bucks is dubbed in later. So that we, as the audience, understand Nathan's motivations for going back up to the house. Because ah. otherwise we would be like, why is he going for $5? They didn't even work hard for it. What do you think he did to get that $5? <laughs> you don't want to know, man. He probably had to stay in a haunted house for 15 minutes. Oh my god, never mind. <laughs> so Nathan slowly creeps up to the house and notices the bill resting gently on the porch. Robbie and Laurie are like, let's get out of here, because he's taking too long to pick up a dollar. (laughs) Nathan eventually does bend down to pick up his hard-earned money, and as he does, the front door of the house cracks open, and the five dollars gets sucked into the doorway. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) (laughs) The vacuum sucked into the door. (laughs) It's like on a string, and they pull it, but (laughs) it gets sucked in there. The door slams shut, and Nathan is like, I don't care how hard I worked for that, I ain't going in there, and he runs. We cut to the next morning. Mom and her teenage son are walking in front of their house. She says, this is your new neighborhood. Don't you want to go exploring? He's like, nah. And she tells him, you might even find some new friends. Her pants. Her pants are hiked up far past her belly button. Her shirt is tucked way into it. Wow. Yeah, she's like peak of fashion for mid-90s. I mean, she's looking hurt. <laughs> yeah, she looks pretty good even now. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to meet her. I mean, an IMDb. Yes. <laughs> she actually listens to the show, too. She's gonna be like, ooh. <laughs> she's gonna be like, oh, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Mom says, look, why don't you take a walk, and when you come back, I'll make you some lunch. Yeah, get your steps in, kid. The kid, whose name is Chris, is in negotiation mode, and he agrees to do it for a cheeseburger with bacon. And Mom says, <sighs> Always making deals. Come on, Mom, um, with bacon. Is okay. it, though? More like two times with the deals. He's like, hey, will you make me a cheeseburger? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, can you add bacon? And she's like, always with the deals. And I'm like, I mean... I mean, yeah, I, he gets to, he goes for a walk, makes new friends, and gets a cheeseburger. It's not really much of a deal. Yeah, she offered the lunch, 
So all he did was say what kind of one she would like to have. And then she's like, you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> she's like, I'll talk you down to a hoagie with ham. <laughs> That's what I would say. Nope, I'm going back inside. Sorry, Mom. Fuck off. <laughs> Untuck your shirt. Bye. <laughs> about a gyro with lamb i never had a gyro with lamb well maybe i did once we do have a uh, greek fest that comes around that's gonna be next month i feel like we're trying to talk about anything but this episode yeah how's the weather there it's pretty good i had to cut the grass remember <laughs> <laughs> damn it we're going in circles trying to talk around this episode <laughs> what'd you guys have for dinner tonight <laughs> uh you know what we had cheeseburgers bacon oh <gasps> Get the fuck out, did you? Yep. God damn, alright. So now we're watching Chris walking around the neighborhood. He passes in front of the three members of Danger Incorporated slumped over a picnic table and says, Hey. After he passes Lori, she says, It's that new kid. Robbie says, He probably doesn't have any friends. And Lori adds, No friends. The perfect candidate for Danger Incorporated. I... I guess, yeah, because you guys are all just a bunch of losers. Yeah, she probably doesn't realize how much of a self-own that is. Sick burns. Yeah, like totes. Yeah, (laughs) these kids all suck. Yeah, I know. Anyway, Nathan isn't sure about this, and he thinks Chris doesn't look very brave. But Robbie guesses that even if he isn't brave, they'll have fun scaring him. So the kids catch up to Chris, and they all introduce themselves. They ask if he'd like to join their little club, and Chris asks what it's about, and they tell him it's a club for brave people. Okay. Chris goes, oh, well, I'm not very brave. Lori stops in front of Chris and says, you like horror movies, don't you? And he leans down into her face and tells her, no, actually, I cover my eyes during the scary parts. This whole interaction's a little bit boring. (laughs) I mean, most of it is. I do like Chris, though. I think he's a. I think he's a good actor. I feel like we've seen him before. Um, we have. Okay. We'll, we'll meet him again. But I, I like him. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I like Chris. I don't like any of the Danger Incorporated people. Same. I don't think you're supposed to. And I like Chris. In some parts of this episode, he seems smart, and some parts of this episode, he seems not very smart. Well, let's find out where I know. Yeah, Robbie says. Well, you don't have to be that brave. You just have to do one thing. Then we cut back to the abandoned house. We hear Nathan saying, You just have to stay in there for one hour and you're in. The kids walk up to the house and Robbie tells us, They call it the house of no return. Title drop. Yeah. Lori goes into exposition mode and says, Years ago, a young couple moved into town. He built this house for her. Uh Then we're treated to a little flashback, and we see a couple dressed in the finest 1920s Canadian fashions. Beautiful. Robbie continues the story, saying, It was her dream house. A house to raise their child. Laurie takes back over, telling Chris, But he made a mistake in the construction of the house. Their child fell through a weak spot in the floor to her Hmm. death. That's probably because there's a staircase to nowhere in this house. Yeah. But I don't think it's the staircase. It looks different. Mm -hmm. Nathan says, The couple was so sad. They slowly went mad. And then there's kind of a cool shot of the couple's silhouette on the wall as they go crazy, like pulling (laughs) their hair out and just just being cuckoo because their kid died. 
if if you're making like anything horror and it's low budget or whatever, if you put a shot in of like silhouettes on a wall, I will be like, that's cool. Yeah, me too. Every single time. Ever since Nosferatu, I'm like, silhouettes on a wall, that's like peak cinema. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Laurie adds, one day the police came. They entered the house and the couple were dead. (gasps) Their bodies were taken away and the house was sealed up. Robbie keeps the long-ass story going, telling Chris, Days later, children from around the neighborhood started to disappear. That's creepy. Nathan, hopefully finishing this story, says, (laughs) Some say they were kidnapped. Others say the ghosts of the couple took them. Then Robbie is like, Well, time to go in, Chris. Then you can be our new member. Chris, who you remember, Cortland, doesn't really give a shit about any of this and doesn't really want to be in the club. Mm Mm-hmm. Is like, nah, I don't think so. Alright, cool. Episode's <laughs> over. It should be. You'd think so. I hope. But but Lori says, come on, we'll be right out here. Chris asks her, have you done it? And Lori plays <laughs> dumb and says, uh, done what? Oh my god. Yeah, I know, right? Nathan says, well, no, but... And Robbie adds, we don't have to, because we, uh... Uh, we started the organization. Yeah, that's it. Nathan tells Chris, We already know we like danger. The kids try again to convince Chris to go in, saying that they think he's a really cool guy and they'd love to have him in the club. Chris goes, That's great, but I don't think so. See you later. (laughs) That's why I like Chris. Yeah, Chris is pretty cool. He's just like, Nah, I don't really feel like being in this episode anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He goes along with all this stuff for too long, though. Like, how long after meeting these kids would you be like, you know what, like, this ain't my scene? Uh, probably less time than him. I, I have ladybugs. I'm not desperate for friends here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't need them. I guess, I, you know, curiosity would probably get the better of you, and you'd be like, well, Don't talk you know. to me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see what they've got going on in this town. Uh, we cut to later that night at yet another house and Robbie says Danger Incorporated is now in session is there any new business? the three kids are just sitting in front of a TV eating and drinking Robbie is like you mean there's no new business? well they all spent all day together already what what business could there be? (laughs) (laughs) like any new kids to throw in that house? they they have the same clothes on. Like, they've presumably spent all day together. Like, Yeah. They already know. They're like, <sighs> all right. I, uh, I bring, uh, Chris to the table, and, uh, yeah, he didn't want to join. The end. I feel like they should all just start a podcast. I would not listen. Wow, all right. Me neither. <laughs> Nathan tells Robbie, this is the most boring meeting I've been in. And Lori tells him, what are you talking about? They're all boring. Robbie is like, we need a new member. Lori says, that Chris has a lot of nerve turning us down. And Robbie goes, yeah, he is kind of stuck up, isn't he? Like, for not wanting to go in a haunted house. Yeah. Like, even if he's not <laughs> scared, if he's just like, you know, that that doesn't seem like a fun time to me. I don't think that's really stuck up. That Chris is a big stick in the mud. He wouldn't even get pushed into a haunted house. <laughs> Nathan says, 
I'm the new kid. I'm a chicken, la di da. Oh my god, what is this, Arrested Development? <laughs> he does the little chicken arms. And... I'm a chicken, cuckoo cha. <laughs> the kids agreed to teach him a lesson. A lesson in how to be brave. Okay. <sighs> this is boring, Cortland. I know. You want to talk about the ladybugs again? <laughs> uh, it cuts to Chris's house. The phone rings and his mom answers it. The call is for Chris, and we see that he is sitting at the table reading a book. Like a fucking mm. nerd. Wow. Alright. I think that's just to contrast, like, the kids earlier. They're sitting in front of the TV, eating junk food. Yeah, but then we got Chris. Chris. The yeah, sophisticated Chris, motherfucker reading books. Yeah, gallant to their goofus. And he's <laughs> sitting at the table, wearing a polo shirt, reading books. He's good. He's still a way better character, though. <laughs> he is Chris comes to the phone excitedly and he says Sure That'd be great Alright I'll see you there We don't hear the other half of the conversation We don't need to it's fine Yes Chris tells mom that he's going to hang out at the mall With some kids he met earlier Mom is excited that he's making friends But asks if these kids are good kids Chris is like Yeah they're alright I don't think they're too smart but they're okay. Damn, all right. Fucking shady reads right there, but okay. Yeah, he didn't have to say that to mom, but he did. So we transitioned to outside at night, or night. Yeah, yeah. Chris and the other kids are walking through some bushes, and Chris asks, So, is this a cool mall? Yes, it's a cool mall that's open way too late, I guess. Yeah, it's open way too late, and it's like in this alley behind some houses. Do the kids know that they're going to be, like, altered to look like it's at night or something? I, I think mean, so. go, going to the mall, like, this late makes no sense to me. I don't know. It's a cool mall. All right. Cool malls are open One of those malls hours. that's open until, uh, yeah, 11 p.m. Probably got an arcade or something all the kids hang out in. Robbie has Chris's arm in a very tight grip, and Chris says, So, this must be a shortcut, right? And the other oh, kids boy. all giggle and say, yeah. Yeah. So this is what I mean by Chris not being very smart sometimes. Uh, especially considering he's already been to the house. Like, he should know something is up. Yeah. They're going in this direction. Like, this is a back street that obviously isn't leading to a mall. Because malls are in, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, fucking giant, wide-open areas in busy parts of towns. Not this one. It's not just, you know, in a back suburb street and also robbie has his arm like very tightly yeah like he's walking him down like the aisle or something <laughs> anyway so they arrive at the haunted house obviously and chris is like you sure this is the way like i think on, he's just man. pandering to them they stop in front of the house and chris says that the house freaks him out so he wants to go away but robbie shouts now and all the kids grab Chris and drag him up to the house and throw him in. So, I'm sorry, my son is in the other room making some noise here. But we get this shot a few seconds ago of a full moon. Mm -hmm. And now when we're in front of the house, we get another shot and the moon is, like, waxing. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Makes no sense. It's the house of no return. Okay, the house of time loop. Whatever. Next. <laughs> The moon doesn't return either. 
It's full when you're, you know, outside of the property, but when you're on that property, it's always waxing, baby. Fair enough. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your bacon burger chef. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got. We're so thankful for you spending some time with us. With a ton of extra content, it's the perfect time to become a patron. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing. Higher tiers get more, like behind-the-scenes videos, book readings, bloopers, and more. So check us out, patreon.com slash privateisland. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Bath, Tristan, Sarah, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Matt, Geraldine, Aaron, Brittany, Kyle, and newest patron, Lindsay, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We make a lot of content for you to enjoy that... Really, it just complements our show. Handmade gifts, memes, videos, and more. We do live watch parties every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Instagram. Speaking of going live, give me a follow at twitch.tv slash I've got a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps-based emotes, audio clips, and more. Usually, I'm playing Dead by Daylight, so stop by and say hi. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. For now, I'll let you get back to the show. As always, thanks so much for listening in, you guys. It really means a lot. I'll talk to you soon, though. Bye. Chris tries to open the door, but the other kids are holding it from the other side. Nathan yells that they'll let him out in one hour. I, we do get to see Lori kind of having some second thoughts about stuffing this kid into a haunted house, though. I appreciate that a little bit, but... Uh, it doesn't really go anywhere, so... Uh, I would say it continues pretty much through the whole episode, that kind of thing. It starts here where she's like, uh, like, should we have done this? And yeah, then Should we have forcibly pushed him into a house he didn't want to go into? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, for the rest of the episode, she's not as into it as the other two. So inside the house, Chris accepts that this is his life now, and he just starts looking around the house. We hear a very loud heartbeat that starts beating faster as he looks to the top of a staircase where the creeper cam looks back at him. He very quickly runs back to the front door and yells to be let out. He says, hey, there's somebody in there. Lori backs away from the door and she says, maybe we shouldn't do this. And Robbie tells her that it's just Chris's imagination. Then Lori tells Chris very sincerely when this is over, you can be in Danger Incorporated. Like, that's fucking something he wants. Nice. <laughs> can you imagine, like, being kidnapped like this? To join a boring, stupid club where the meetings have no substance and your friends are stupid anyway? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's his prize. Something he doesn't want anyway. And it's like, why would you want to be in the club with these people who kidnapped you? Nah. Dumb. Inside the house, Chris is trying to psych himself up, saying that all the noises is just what old houses do. Mm -hmm. He walks up to an old chair and wipes the cobwebs off it before sitting down. Chris asks, is anybody there? There's some noises. Then, 
some animal sounds. And then the shittiest looking flying oh bat <laughs> flies really at his face. Oh my god. It's like a puppet on a green screen just like zoomed in. It's like a meatloaf starship. It looks terrible. <laughs> just talking shit about all these props. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Alan. <laughs> um, no, the effect looks bad. Yeah. He swipes at his face until it flies away. With the danger gone, he backs up against a wall, with the logic being that nothing can sneak up on him if he's got his back to a wall. Outside, the other kids are saying how he's been in there longer than anyone ever has. Lori's like, I guess he's going to be the new member. But Robbie tells her Chris still has a long way to go. Back inside the house, Chris is checking his watch. He still has 45 minutes left. So he starts to whistle to pass the time. And you know what he whistles, Cortland? No. The Goosebumps theme song. Oh, does he? That's cool. Yeah. I, th- I think I didn't notice that on my initial watch because, like, something whistles back at him and it's not the Goosebumps theme song. Yeah. It gets lost. His whistle echoes through the whole house, and I guess the air coming out of his mouth creates a wind vortex or something because <laughs> wind just starts ripping through the house and knocking shit over. Behind him, a pot falls on the ground and shatters. Then, a broom and dustpan float through the air and start cleaning the mess by themselves. Yep, Sorcerer's Apprentice style. Yeah, but like, it's played off as like whimsical rather than scary, and the music is like... (laughs) Chris just seems confused rather than like terrified. But then there's a loud bang behind him, and he spins around and runs away. He arrives at the staircase from before and just stares at it. But then a cuckoo clock next to him strikes the hour, and the little cuckoo bird comes out. It looks at Chris and says, (laughs) Beware the house of no return. Okay. Portland, is is that the cuckoo? No, it's not. I didn't think so. But, like, how many cuckoo props do you have? At least two. Why would you make another one when you already have a cuckoo clock? Well, the last prop got destroyed because uh, the asshole kid snapped its neck backwards. That's so easily fixed. (laughs) It is in the episode. Yeah. Chris heads towards a window, and a plank of wood raises up by itself, along with a hammer and a nail... Oh my and god. And it's nailed into place. And it also and it looks slowly, like And it slowly. It looks like crap and it, it goes, very, very, very slowly. <sighs> it's so slow. Yeah. And it's only one nail. Like, it's not going to be that strong. <laughs> no, it, it won't. And we'll see that soon. <laughs> Finally, ghostly voices of a man and woman say in unison... Don't be afraid, dear child. We're coming. We're coming for you. They keep repeating that last part while Chris tries to pry the wooden boards off the door, but to no effect. We do get to see a bookcase that swivels and like blocks away like a window, maybe? I don't know what it is blocking because it's not the front door. Yeah, it, it's, it moves. He looks up at that staircase again as the voices say, We're here. Okay, cool. Chris screams, and the camera crash zooms into his face, which transitions perfectly into Lori screaming outside. Yeah, except Lori's scream is, like, less than a half a second of a scream. Yeah. She's just like, ah! But it's because she's not really screaming. 
Nathan and Robbie are like, what the fuck? But she tells them, it's nothing. I just wanted to make sure you're awake. Shut up, Lori. Yeah, what's stupid? Come on, man. Robbie says that there's only five seconds left, and he counts down, and then says, okay, let's go get him. The kids go up to the door, and Robbie congratulates Chris on making it into the club, which, again, he doesn't want to join. But when he tries the door, it doesn't budge. Rob calls out for Chris to open up a couple more times, but then they all decide, together, to just break the door down. Simple enough. (laughs) It takes like three weak looking shoulder taps to break down the heavy door reinforced with a wooden board. With one nail, yeah. (laughs) It's a heavy door, Cortland. Alright, fair, whatever. They begin looking through the house. Lori starts to think that Chris is playing a trick on them. And Robbie says, he's probably just hiding. He's probably hiding, hmm, behind that bookcase over there? Okay. Lori says that Chris couldn't move that bookshelf to hide behind it. So they just move on. Okay. It's over. Reaching a corner, Robbie says, maybe we should check, um, over there. He points to a room and tells the other two to go check it out. But as soon as they start to leave him behind, he's all, Wait, you guys, I'm coming too. God, this is boring. It's so boring. And it was so boring writing the notes because all the scenes are like, Laurie says, Nathan says, Robbie says, Laurie says, Robbie says, Nathan says, then Laurie and then Robin and Robbie and Nathan and Laurie, Robbie, Nathan, they all say it. Things. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Lightning starts to strike and it freaks the kids out. Robbie starts to accuse Chris of creating lightning in an effort to play a prank on them all. Oh, God. He really went far just to to give him a little goof. Robbie and Nathan yell at no one that Chris better cut it out and come on out. But Lori notices that the door has been barricaded from the inside while they were in the house. (gasps) Robbie says, Chris probably did that while we were in the other room. Okay. I love how his excuse for everything is Chris did it. Chris is such an asshole. He does everything to these poor three children. Then a man's voice says, I don't think so. The kids all look to the top of the stairs. Nathan has had enough of this shit, and he runs to pull the boards off the door. A woman's voice tells him, that won't do any good. Lightning is flashing constantly, by the way, during this entire yeah. scene. It's just... Strobe light. <laughs> everywhere then they look to the top of the stairs again and finally it pays off because a ghostly man and a woman appear in white and begin descending the stairs the ghostly pair wear creepy smiles as they welcome the kids to the house of no return so even they know it's called the house of no return that's what i thought (laughs) i was like if they're calling it that that is a bad sign Okay, alright. Robbie asks where Chris is, and the man ghost tells him, He left. Hmm. Lady ghost tells the kids, He went out the back door. We didn't want him to go, but he made a deal with us. Oh boy. He got burgers with bacon. deals are back. He's like, my mom cooked burgers with bacon. I'll be right back and get you some. And then we're like, hmm... We've been dead for decades. Haven't had a burger in a long time. (laughs) They didn't used to make it with bacon back then. And then he comes back with burgers without bacon and they're like, Chris! (laughs) Love it. That would have been a good ending. 
<laughs> Robbie goes, can we make a deal? And the man tells him, oh, you could never make the kind of deal he made. It was very pleasing to my wife. And the woman smiles. Robbie asks what kind of bargain it was. The man responds, He promised that if we let him go, three children would take his place. Three for and one. And the kids three. are like, fuck. The thing is, though, like, they could have just had four children instead. Yeah, but like... I mean, it makes yeah. the episode way better, in my <laughs> opinion. It's kind of like a dark music kind of ending here. Um, but they could have had four children. <laughs> they could have. They could have, because these kids probably would have came in to check on their buddy anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I say buddy, but I mean their victim. A lot of quotes in this episode. Air quotes. <laughs> yes. The woman ghost says, Now we got three children. You know how much we love children. Laurie asks, What are you going to do to us? The ghosts don't answer that. And then Nathan asks, Are you going to let us go? Hmm. <laughs> Dumb question. Probably not. The house of no return, Nathan. Keep up, buddy. <laughs> The woman tells them, we can't let you go. We're a family, and we're going to love you forever. Both ghosts put their hands out towards the camera and yell, forever, over and over again. Yeah. We see a shot of the house from outside, and Lori screams as a shitty-looking lightning effect hits the house. <laughs> what a perfect way to end the episode. <laughs> Oh, wow. that's the end. I gotta say, I think the ending was pretty good. Pretty spooky. Yeah, see, this is what I mean. Like, this episode, like, nothing happened for, like, 19 minutes of the 21-minute yeah. runtime. And then things happen very suddenly at the end. And, like, it's a really solid ending. Like, that's a very, that's a good dark twist. Yeah, yeah I like it. He uses his deals that he makes all the time. And uh, doomed these kids to uh, eternity of suffering. Yay. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a good episode for a couple minutes. Yeah. Like but man, one, it's just so much like <laughs> of those kids arguing and just being dicks. Yeah. It's one of those episodes where like it wasn't it wasn't good. Um, But I think the ending makes up for it. And like it's I feel like it's going to be kind of just middle of the road maybe i don't know at this point like <laughs> we're gonna get any good episodes of season three hey shock yeah? street was amazing okay all right <laughs> um y- yeah we'll get some, we'll get some okay episodes all right i mean i'm not happy like i'm not upset <laughs> with season three yet like it hasn't done anything crazy egregious or anything to me yet so i'm still i'm still game you know it hasn't so had happy. like I'm still excited Four to see what's more. Adventures in a row. Shit, even then, I just watched that episode again not too long ago, and I was like, "Oh, was great! <laughs> I love this." <laughs> still the yeah. worst, but it still it was good. Yeah, like the worst of Goosebumps so far. I don't think has been as bad as the worst of Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, I agree. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the episode. Um, let's let's meet these people because yeah, I'm excited. It's not a whole lot, but. We'll, we'll dive in, and I'm just going to say, there's eight credits on this episode, and six of the people don't have an IMDb profile picture. Nice. 
All right, well, this will be quick. Let's meet him. Yeah. All right. So first off, we have Robbie, who's played by Jeff Davis. And Jeff is known for this episode of Goosebumps and a voice on the Magic School Bus. Probably one of those telephone things where it's like, hey, what's volcanoes? Done and done. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Robbie was not in anything, which he wasn't very good in this episode. So No. He was like (laughs) the main bully, but I feel like I remember the least about him. Like, he was the most forgettable character in the episode. Like, I remember more about Mom than than I do uh, Robbie. Oh, I loved Mom. Next, we have Nathan, played by Robin Weeks who we've seen multiple times before. Yeah, I love him. So he was Alex in the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, The Tale of the Photo Finish, and he was Corey in the Goosebumps episode, Be Careful What You Wish For. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about him before. He's been in a couple things. I think he's actually uh, a pretty strong actor. Me too, yeah. I wish he would. So, like, his last credit was the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Which is weird. I expected him to be in some more after that, because he does pretty good. Um, Yeah. You know, Kind of one of the same situations. I'm sure he just chose to do something else with his life, which is great. Yeah. I hope you're out there doing well, Rob. I hope you're listening to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next, we have Lori, who's played by Lauren Annis. Okay. And she is known for this episode of Goosebumps and the role of Danielle Talley in a TV movie called My Own Country. Okay, next. Yeah. We're just (laughs) moving right on through these... uh... You know, two and done actors. So next we have Doug, played by Matt Redman. Mm-hmm. Why am I even mentioning him? I don't know. He's been in nothing. He's yeah, been in Goosebumps. Part, cut this part out. He was in like five seconds of this episode. Okay. Next. <laughs> All right. Next we have Chris, who's played by Dylan Provincher. Yeah. Who we've talked about before because he was in the Goosebumps episode. You can't, can't scare, scare me. me. Yeah. As Hat. I forgot that was his name. Um, but whatever. Yeah, he's also in the episode The Tale of Badge. Yeah, he was Trevor. he was uh Gwen's little little brother. I remember yeah, that. The one who goes meh as he gets sucked oh, into the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh he did great in this episode. I think he's a good actor. Wish he would have been in more stuff, because he stopped acting as well. He was the best part of this episode, that's for sure. Okie doke. So moving on, we have Mom. Who's played by Lynn Vogt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she has she has more credits than some of these kids. She was in Friday the 13th, the series. She was in the Twilight Zone. Kung Fu, the legend continues. Uh, her most recent role after, you know, like an 11 year break mm-hmm. was in 2014, where she was in an episode of Suits. Cool. I guess. Sure. Next. <laughs> So next we have the ghosts in this episode who were in like 30 seconds, but we're still like the most interesting part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man was played by Chris Britton, who has 94 credits. Yeah. Uh, going all the way back to 1979, he was in The Brood. He was also in Scanners as a Ooh. hazmat suit worker. And then he was in the usual Friday the 13th, the series. He was in Maximum Overdrive. It's a drive through machine voice. So, not the biggest roles here, but in some pretty cool things. Yeah. See, his most recent role is last year. DC's Legends of Tomorrow as Thomas Edison. 
you know, he was also in Forever Night, so at least we have that. Uh, Finally, I was, I was right. like, nobody's in Forever Night. He's in something called X Men '97 that's in pre-production right now, um, and he did play a voice in the X Men animated series. He played uh, Mister Sinister slash Nathaniel Essex. I remember him. I don't. I didn't watch that show very much. I just remember the intro song. <laughs> oh, he was in Sci Factor. Boom. All right. So all the usuals. Yeah. All right. Last, we have Susanna Hoffman, who played the woman ghost. Uh, she's most known for being Mrs. Hoon in Anonymous Rex, the TV movie. <laughs> I feel like I just talked about Anonymous Rex not too long ago. It comes up surprisingly often. Love it. She was also in two episodes of Sci Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal, X-Files, Melrose Place, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th series. That's enough. Yep, sure is. She was in things. I just gotta say, she she's a not a horrible looking woman. Okay, <laughs> very nice of you to say. Here's where, here's where I'm going with this. Okay, she's not a horrible looking woman, but the IMDb picture for this episode does her dirty. <laughs> yeah, she do, she's got kind of a double chin thing going on. Not great. I get it. It's the angle, but. Like yeah. the IMDb picture for this episode is like them looking up or them looking down from the stair top, so it's a little bit, yeah, not great for her. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Um, what is the moral of this episode, Cortland? I mean, it's like don't shove people into haunted houses, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one is basically just a moral. Um, the whole reason for this episode: don't be jerks to people. You know, yeah, don't, don't be shove a dick. them into haunted houses. They don't want to join your stupid clubs. I think the real moral, though, don't make a corporation. <laughs> There's a lot of taxes and stuff you got to file. It's just not worth it. Especially if, like, just for a corporation that just pushes people in haunted houses. Like, you can't really expand that business very no. much. Like, haunted houses are a, they're a finite resource. Yeah, once like, this is the only haunted house in their area, and they're going to have to figure something out after this. Well, yeah. not that they're not because they're, they're dead, they need to but. find something renewable to shove people into. Right. Anyway, that's that's it. It's a pretty clear moral. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the house of no return. That's. I mean, I guess it's descriptive if that's what they call the house. Even the ghosts themselves refer to yes. it as that. It is objectively the house of no return. But what else could you call this episode? How about the cool mall? Yeah, I like it. Um, burgers with bacon. <laughs> How about air quotes? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say more about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just air quotes. <laughs> um, The house with one bat. <laughs> I worked hard for that $5. <laughs> Too bad they didn't get to see that $5 before they died. Oh, wow. Where did it go? <laughs> like, it sucked into the house. Did the ghost... They used Take it. it and spend it. They were, they were going to pay Chris five dollars for that bacon burger. Oh, this is before DoorDash. Yeah. All right. Well, it's gone. <sighs> okay, Cortland. That's uh, that puts a bow on this episode. We're done. Yay! What's next? Next, we have a little episode called "Don't Go to Sleep." Ooh. Okay. Oh, this one does have a cover. Okay, I thought this was going to be one that didn't. No, this is this is a real deal Goosebumps book. Okay, well, let me look at the cover here. Uh, color wise, it's it's nice. It's got that 
you know, purple, and then it's got like lime greenish in the back, whatever. Uh, the picture itself is an oddly perspective shot of a child in his bed, and he's not sleeping, so he didn't go to sleep. Uh, there's a window that has just a bolt of lightning out of it, so I hope we see that in the episode. And then there's this giant, like, really big hand with four fingers that's got... What kind of hand is that? Just like a Yeti hand, maybe? Or like a yeah, Sasquatch hand? Hairy. And it's like reaching up from the bottom of the bed, and it's reaching up for the kid. Um, It's okay. It's not the best cover I've seen, but it, I mean, I'd probably pick it up and look at it. The tagline says, rise and shine forever. That doesn't make sense. No. I mean, I guess because you didn't go to sleep. I don't know. Um, I'm uh, Honestly, I think this episode could be kind of cool. This kid's bedroom is very small, uh, so hopefully it's a little bit bigger in the episode. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be something like there's a monster under this kid's bed, and if he goes to sleep, like it'll come out, and so he tries to not sleep. It makes more sense. Kind of evocative of a, a bit of a, like a Freddy Krueger situation, maybe? Um no <laughs> all right cool <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see uh i will tell you i will i'll go i'll give this much away okay this episode has a 5.9 on imtv <laughs> well how much did the house of no return have 7.1 okay that's fine so, you know what i don't trust imdb ratings anyway yeah it's probably gonna be great it's gonna be amazing yeah It'll be the best episode of the season. Well, I think that finishes it up for us for the week. Yeah. So, I've been up all night. I'll talk to you next week, Cortland, for Don't Go to Sleep. All right, I'll talk to you next week. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. I had to work hard to get that five bucks.